This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now your host, he secretly enjoys saying let's go Brandon signs because it feels like the world is cheering him on. He's my dad, Brandon Burton. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to the Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Chris Johnson, President and CEO of the Association of Washington Business in Washington State, to learn how Holman Brothers has provided value for him. Well, Doug and Bill at the Holman Brothers have been a key ally in growth uh, for my professional career, working at three different chambers, a local chamber, a regional chamber, and now a statewide chamber. And they've been the ideal solution, whether it's a comprehensive training program, whether it's working on individual sales growth, quarterly check-ins with the team. The ability to grow members has meaning more assets for the organization. More assets means we can do more things to serve our members. They've really been the perfect solution for us, a trusted resource partner and a growth partner for us all along the way. So hats off to Doug and Bill for their great success. They'll be a great partner for you as they are for us. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. From athletes to business leaders, successful people from every walk of life have a coach. They realize that the next level is a continuous learning journey, and they continually seek fresh ideas and advice. Holman Brothers Next Level Coaching supplies the professional coaching and guidance your membership rep needs to navigate challenges and consistently drive more revenue for your chamber. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of next level coaching. Our guest for this episode is Rich Cantillon. Rich is a 1976 graduate of Ponca City High School and a 1981 graduate of Northwestern Oklahoma State University in Alba. Rich also attended the University of Oklahoma in Norman and completed his Chamber Institute Management Certificate at the University of Arizona in Tucson. Rich owned and operated a photography studio in Blackwell for 14 years and worked for the Blackwell Chamber of Commerce for eight years. He's been with the Ponca City Chamber since 2004. Rich has been married to his wife, Pam, for 40 years. They have three grown children and a son-in-law and three granddaughters. Rich enjoys working with his church youth group at St. Mary's Catholic Church, which he's been going to for over 35 years. He also enjoys teaching and working with other chambers on how to be successful, which is which he does on behalf of the state of, of uh, Oklahoma, the state chamber of Oklahoma. Rich currently serves on the Oklahoma Chamber of Commerce Executive Board. This is the second time serving on the board and will be president in 2024, also for the second time. He's on the executive board for the Oklahoma Tourism Industry Association and will be president in 2023. Rich serves on the Ponca City Arts Council board and serves as secretary. He's an active Rotarian and has been president of both the Ponca City and Blackwell Rotary Clubs. Rich currently serves on the U.S. Chamber National Institute board based in Washington, D.C. Rich is chair of the University Center Ponca City Board of Trustees appointed by the governor of Oklahoma. He also serves on other local boards and organizations to better Ponca City. 
Rich, I'm excited to have you with us on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love for you to take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions that are listening and share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you a little better. Well, Brandon, first off, thank you very much for having me. I've been really looking forward to this. I'm excited to get to share some things that we do and some things that I've done in my career that I think have helped me be successful. One of the things that I want to share is my wife and I love to travel. My wife was a travel agent before we had children and we just caught the bug. We've been to 45 of our United States. Uh, We have parts in New England uh, that we want to go to and we're going to Alaska next year. So that'll take care of one of the five. And then uh, we just got back from Italy, which was a dream of ours. We've been to Mexico and Canada, but we'd not ever gone to uh, Italy and we're both born and raised Catholic. And so that was always a big dream. It was a very emotional trip when we were at the Vatican and we were standing in St. Peter's Basilica. So that was really exciting. And that's what I enjoy doing. And then, of course, we have three beautiful granddaughters that our daughter and son-in-law have given us. And they kind of rule our life. And and we love every bit of that. That is awesome. It is nice having your wife as a travel agent because you need to test the product, right? Make sure it's good before she sells it to other people. So it's a good, good byproduct. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I bet. (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about the Ponca City Chamber, just to give us an idea of the scope of work that you guys do, size, staff, budget, just to kind of give us some perspective. You bet. Thank you. So Ponca City, Oklahoma is located in northern Oklahoma. And we're right off I-35, we're 20 miles from the Kansas border. So we're right up here in North Central Oklahoma. We are home to six Native American tribes. And so we get to do a lot of tribal work, which we really enjoy. There's a lot of issues in Oklahoma. We have 39 sovereign tribal countries. And so that's been a real interesting part of my career. We have about 650 members. We're a town the size of 26,000. At one time, we were kind of a one horse community. We were home to Conoco, and which now is Phillips 66. When we realized that we needed to diversify, we started really an effort to diversify who we were as a community so we weren't dependent on just one industry. And that's something I'm really proud of. I've been here 20 years. And in that time period, we we are now the number five uh, city in the state of Oklahoma with manufacturing jobs. And our manufacturing base is wide ranged and covers a lot of different products and that are shipped throughout the world. So we've done a great job in securing the future of Ponca City. We also were, oil has had a massive impact on Oklahoma. And there's been a lot of oil investment into mansions, into architecture, into attractions. And so one of the things that we have here is the Marlin Mansion, which is one of America's top five castles. It's a 55-room mansion built by E.W. Marland, who created Marland Oil, which became Conoco now, Phillips 66. And that 
attracts people from all over the world to Ponca City. So we're also a tourist destination. We have a lot of other things that I won't go into. You can go to visitponcacity.com and there's a lot of things to see and do that are very unique and a couple of things you can only see here. So that's a big part of what our chamber does. We are all about building our economy and making Ponca City a great place to work and live. But we also are a tourist destination for the great state of Oklahoma. And we put a lot of effort into that. And that really can affect our economy. Yeah, I love that. Um, so for our discussion today, uh, so I, the whole purpose of the podcast, when I started this almost four years ago now, I, I think, um, the idea was to be able to present ideas and best practices to ideally smaller chambers who may not have the resources to attend conferences or may not have the staff to get away and to learn. And, and it's kind of evolved from there. But our topic for today, we're going to be focusing on 10 lessons that Rich has learned as a chamber exec uh, throughout his career. And I think this is valuable to some of those smaller chambers, even, even somebody at a bigger chamber. Maybe they haven't been in the industry for 20 or 30 years, but maybe they're, you know, five years in, but some of these lessons can help shortcut some of that learning curve and, and really get you up to speed a little bit quicker. So I'm excited to get into this discussion and, and these lessons that Rich has learned as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Chambers of Commerce have been around for over 400 years promoting communities all over the world, but today so much is found digitally that Chamber Nation believes it's critical that there is a custodian of local digital information. They believe the Chamber is in a perfect position to be that organization. Chamber Nation provides an amazing membership management system you use to manage the Chamber and the community. They also deliver a complete membership development system that they manage for you to be sure your membership community is fully documented for search and much more. Essentially, Chamber Nation delivers an entire membership support department, which is perfect for those chambers with a limited budget that needs to do more. With Chamber Nation, not only do you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO or learn more at chambernation.com. All right, Rich, we are back. 
So as I mentioned before the break, we're talking about 10 lessons that you've learned as a chamber exec. So I'd like to you know, go through what these 10 lessons are. I'm sure I'll have some follow-up questions for you and maybe some back and forth. And, and hopefully those listening are going to be able to take some good notes and be able to apply some of these lessons or see how these lessons may be applicable in their own community. So let's, uh, I guess, start with number one. We'll start at the top. <laughs> okay. So this is well, probably the most important thing to me. I'll never forget. I had my photography business and, a, and I was approached. I'd been a volunteer in the Blackwell Chamber. I'd actually served as chair of the board. And I was approached about, hey, you would be so good at actually managing and operating our chamber. And I thought, wow, how exciting. And I said, I do that. Well, one of my really good friends say, who was uh, the bank president in Blackwell said, now, you know, it's very political. And you're going to have to really watch everything you do, because a lot of people get in trouble in the chamber world because of politics or not doing something correct. And I said, it's not political. It is political. So you have to be careful about everything you say. You have to be inclusive of everybody. You have to look at where you shop, who you support, all of this stuff. And now with social media and people with cameras and, and Facebook and Twitter and seeing everything you do, how you live your life, it is critical that you put the best foot forward that you can and that you truly represent your chamber and your community. So it sounds like you were given fair warning when you came into the chamber that it is political. Did you were you able to just learn from that warning or did you have to learn through experience? <laughs> well, it was it's really funny. Uh, we would we loved to go to Oklahoma City and walk the mall. And uh, that was one thing during the holiday, especially go down, look at lights. And that was one thing I learned quickly. I do not go out of town during the holiday season because I don't want someone, even though they may be there, I don't want someone to see me there. I need to set an example. To We talk about shop Ponca first. And so I need to be that person. So though that's one of the things right off when I was young, I was like, I can't be, I ran into some people in Oklahoma City and I instantly felt guilty. And so uh, that's something I'm really mindful of, uh, making sure that I do what I say. Yeah, well, that's a good example. It's uh, <clears throat> something to be mindful of for sure. I mean, and still travel and do your tourism and stuff. But I think that example, holiday time, when people are expecting you to be shopping and you go to a mall, which is inherent for shopping. So <laughs> good example. Well, Brandon, and there is a difference when you, you know, you want to take vacation, you want to travel. People do not have a problem with that. A matter of fact, I've been inundated with friends and people in Ponca loving our pictures we posted from Italy. So glad we got to go. And so there's nothing wrong with that at all. But when you're uh, going to neighboring communities, if you're uh, shopping, promoting what they're doing and not locally, that can get you in trouble. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you said, in the world of social media, I could just see if you went to 
went to the mall in a neighboring community and you're taking pictures and how beautiful the lights are and everything you're, you're setting yourself up for some trouble you so, sure are yes yeah. have to be very discreet <laughs> that's right <laughs> so let's uh let's move on to the next lesson that you've learned So one of the things a lot of people that come into the chamber industry they really think well i've run a business or i've done this i know how to operate a chamber no, our chambers are 501c6. We're regulated by the IRS. We have certain things we can and cannot do. We have bylaws that we must follow. And so that's one of the things that we've seen in Oklahoma that people take over a chamber. Maybe they're like me at Blackwell, what volunteer, and someone said, Oh, you'd be so good running our chamber. And they think they know everything. No, you do not. And so one of the things that I really stress is that if you're new to the chamber world, that you reach out to your state organization or it's someone that's been a longtime chamber person and get educated on what the do's and don'ts are of operating a chamber. And here in Oklahoma, our state chamber and our organization, OCCE, they offer trainings on what it is to be in chamber management at all levels, CEO and staff. And then the U.S. Chamber, which I'm heavily involved in, has Institute, which is the certification of our industry. I'll never forget the very first year that I went to Institute, it was eye-opening to how much more I could be doing for my community through my chamber. And I've sent my staff and they come back, they're all fired up, they've learned so much. So education on what it is to run a chamber is critical to being successful and long-term. Absolutely. And I would say if you are one of those small chambers, one staff or part-time staff, maybe two staff, and your board is not giving you the funding to be able to go to conferences or be a member of these organizations, play back this little clip that Rich just shared about how valuable this is to be involved, to be able to get those mentors, to be able to understand how to run a chamber properly, because it is different than running a business for sure. Well, and one other thing, Brandon, that you mentioned, if you do work for a chamber and their board is like, they've never done that. And they're like, well, we've never sent anyone to a conference or well, then find someone to sponsor you. I mean, there's always a bank or a doctor or a business that believes in that and they'll sponsor you to go. And then when you come back, you'll have this information. I firmly, every time I go to any kind of conference or any educational thing, I always come back and give a report to my board on what I've learned and how to be beneficial to our chamber. So there, that can make a big difference too. I love that. Giving a report when you come back and they can understand how you're working for them and, and what you're getting out of these conferences. And The one thing I would not do, like MAKO, is the Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, Oklahoma Conference. It's in Branson. I love Branson. We go there all the time. Uh, I, when I go to Mako, I'm not taking pictures of me out eating on the landing. I'm not taking pictures of me at Big Cedar at Table Rock Lake, which I do all that. But what, when I, if I do anything Facebook, it's in a session. It's what I've learned. And our, our board does not mind us having fun, but that's not what we put. When, we, yeah. when we're talking about our conference, not the fun, 
the educational. That, that goes back to the first lesson that you talked about, <laughs> being political and being careful and cautious exactly. about what you put out there. Right. So let's, uh, let's roll along to, to lesson number three. So put your volunteers first. We are the hired help. It is amazing to me. I'm, I'm, uh, I get a lot of emails from a lot of my peers, you know, their emails that they send out to their members. It's amazing to me when I see CEOs in the middle of a ribbon cutting, when I see CEOs in every picture and they're kind of front and center. It is not about us. It's about the people we're trying to build up. So when we do a ribbon cutting, we like we just had one this morning. When we do a ribbon cutting, it's all about that business, their employees, not our staff. We're promoting them. So make sure that uh, you always put your volunteers first. Make sure when you have an event, you don't just hang out with your staff or hang out with your chamber chair or the, your executive board or your little buddies. Make sure when you have a chamber event, you are literally talking to all the people there. You're working in the room. Even at a ribbon cutting, you're speaking to everyone, making them feel important. When you put people first, they'll be very loyal and they'll do whatever you need. It's when they're ignored or don't feel appreciated, you're going to have trouble. Yeah. And I think a lot of chambers are good about that because I, you know, connected with a lot of chamber professionals you know, across the country. And as I see pictures of ribbon cuttings, like in that example, I'm often looking for the, the executive that I know in the picture. And it's usually hard to find them if they're in it. You know, usually they're in the back and they're supporting the business, which is that's where they belong in that photo. Or so, taking the photo. Or taking yeah. it or yeah, exactly. So I think they're I think a lot of chambers are are good on that. Um, but there's there's probably some that, that needed to hear that as well. So thank you. Um, so your your next lesson, number four. So we've already kind of talked about this, but you are the chamber. I am the face of Ponca City. And so everything I say and do, people are looking at. And so I have to be very positive. We had a, right after I took my job here, we had a major merger and we lost, some estimate three to 5,000 jobs when that merger happened. But we're Ponca City and we have great leadership. And we knew that we would survive that and be even stronger after a while, which we are. We're stronger today than we were ever before the merger. And you have to, so many people were so negative, so upset. You know, how could this happen to us? And I felt those feelings, but I never relayed them because I was the face of the chamber, along with the mayor, along with economic development, we had to put a good face forward and say positive things. And so you have to remember, no matter what, people are looking at you and they're looking at what you say, what you put in email, what you put in the paper. So always make remember you're the face of the community and you can guide whatever happens and the direction. Right. Nothing it's will. It's exciting. I love that part of my job. <laughs> yeah. Nothing will destroy a good community feeling quicker than a chamber president getting out there and saying, oh, this really stinks for our community. Oh, you yeah. know, you got to keep that positive, optimistic you know, point of view. And I think in today's world, a lot of people are 
they talk about being authentic. And there's a way of being authentic without laying all the cards on the table and saying, this is how I feel. And I'm distraught inside versus being authentic, but still optimistic that your community will rebound and, and there's bright things on the horizon. So that's yeah, a great when point. you lose a company, of course, you're going to report that, you know, we've lost 200 jobs, but you can't just, you know, how could they do this to us? You can't, can't have that it. attitude. Yeah. And so it's really important. Another thing kind of Brandon along those lines, we have to be the leaders in creating unity. We cannot have division in our community within our leadership. And this is something I see that is an issue across Oklahoma where there's the chamber doesn't like Main Street or the chamber cannot stand the city manager or vice versa. I mean, it, and we, we have to remember that we have to create a vision and a unity and a focus for our communities. And we, we have to get past personalities and be determined to make it work. And I, I just this week earlier, I had a chamber per one of my friends call. They're very upset with their city manager and he's really not doing a good job. I said, you know what? Do not talk about that. They'll see that and he won't be there long. So you take the high road, always be positive, And I guarantee you, it's not going to last for long. And so our city manager here in Ponca City, our mayor, our main street, we are all our economic development. We're all together. And we and if if something happens and I'm not recognized and maybe I was a big part of that, I don't get all upset. That doesn't matter because I know what I did. So we, we have to really always take the high road and be that peacemaker or your communities are not going to be successful. So. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a bonus lesson right there. there <laughs> <laughs> number 11 right there. So, uh, so number five lesson learned. Okay. You have to get out of your office. It doesn't matter if you're one person, two per, it doesn't matter. You have to schedule every week time to go see your man, your members so many people, you know, you, I, I made it a passion of mine that I don't want someone to ever say Rich did not cross the front door of my business. And I, I mark out time every week and I go out and I check them off that I, and, and if you shop local, if everything you you're do is local, doing a lot of it you're anyway. already yeah. going to be doing that. But there may be a dentist that's a member that's not your dentist that I go by and say, hey, let doctor know that I came in. I really appreciate all you do. It is not time consuming. And I've had so many people say, well, I'm just so, you just don't know. I'm just so busy. No, if you mark it off mm-hmm. and plan it, then you, it's like a meeting, a committee meeting. Yep. So I really encourage that you get out of, we have a 90 retention rate. And I firmly believe it's because we're touching our members and they like that. So make the time to do that kind of stuff and that you'll be very successful. Absolutely. And you're right. The time management part, if you block it out, I mean, if you don't block it out, yes, your schedule will fill up and you don't have time. But you make it a priority, you block it out and find a way to enjoy it. You know, it should be something you look forward to getting out. And that's what the work is about. 
It's about supporting these businesses and hearing them, listening to them, taking it back to the table of you know different committees and helping to further and advance your own community. So right, correct. Love that. Um, so rolling along to the next lesson. Okay, so we already kind of talked about this too, uh, treating everyone equal. This is really critical. If you put emphasis on just your big donor members and you're at things and that's who that you don't really care about that little mom and pop business, they're going to see that. And you have to make sure that you're treating everyone equal. When you're looking at your board makeup, that it represents your membership, that you have a mom and pop business, you have the head of this industry, you have a not-for-profit, you have all the aspects of your membership on your board. So I have always put a lot of emphasis, and a lot of that was because Blackwell. Blackwell is a small town. It's only 8,000 people. We had about 280 members. I think we got up to 300 before I left. And so it was easy, you know, to touch all your members. When you're a lot more members, you have to make sure you're doing that at events. So that's a good way. And you got to make sure everyone knows that they're welcome at the table. Mm -hmm. That's It's really important to treat everyone the same. When I first came to Ponca City, I don't want to criticize anyone before me, but our chamber had a reputation of being very clicky. That that cannot happen. Uh, So many people don't like to go back to their class reunion because they felt like (laughs) they were clicks. And you cannot have that in our adult world because that's a terrible stigma. So we are not a clicky chamber. Everyone's welcome. I enjoy everybody. And so really keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, and to your point, it's easy to follow the money, you know, the bigger donors, bigger, you know, higher level members and support them because you can't lose them. But really, it's those smaller businesses that are maybe scrapping together whatever they can to join the chamber. Or maybe it was a hard decision to make whether or not to join the chamber. And they need you more than some of these bigger companies or people that have been around a long time. So yes, treating everyone equal, but realizing that the need for some of these smaller businesses may be stronger than some of the bigger businesses. That's exactly right. So so lesson number seven. So it is really important that we're enthusiastic, that we like people. It's a Brandon, it's crazy to me, but there's (laughs) a lot of people in customer service and they really don't like people. Well, in Punk City, we have manufacturing jobs where you can work on a line and you don't have to deal with people. But if you're in the people business, you have to be enthusiastic, especially a chamber, and you have to be passionate. So what that means is every day you have to come to work happy, fired up. I, my, I drive my wife crazy because on Monday mornings I'll go, here we go. It's another week. And I mean it. I'm excited. It's going to be another week to do great things for Ponca City. So you have to be the same every day. And it's not just us, the CEO. Your staff has to be that way. Because I could be the most outgoing, happy, passionate person. But if someone comes in my front door and my frontline person's not nice, grumpy, 
that that's going to be our chamber. So it's not only me, but making sure that the, my team has that same attitude. And so that that's something we have to work on every day. Now, in my career, I've lost my parents. I've lost two siblings. And so I've had some real sad stuff while I've been operating a chamber. People are really aware of when you have things in your life that are sad. But what what you can't do, it can't affect when you come to work. If it does, you just need to take a leave of absence or take some sick days or whatever you need to get over that emotional whatever. But when you come to work, you have to put that smile on. You have to be passionate, enthusiastic every day, eight hours a day or however long you work. That's critical. Right. And that enthusiasm, I would say, is contagious. So your staff is going to follow your lead. You know, as the leader of your organization, they're going to look to you. And if you're coming in with a bad attitude, yeah, the, the front desk person probably is not going to be the most welcoming to the people coming through the door. But no, if you can be up, uh, you know, bright and, and optimistic and, you know, happy and cheerful and that all it, it, it's contagious. So it'll it'll exactly. flow through. So exactly. So lesson number eight. So we've kind of talked about this too, but I want to really reemphasize this. So you can never be in the mud. You can't be like a pig wallowing in the mud, talking about people, talking when someone's been rude to you. You know, we, I had a member the, not too long ago come in and uh, they said, we don't see any value in what you do. And they were kind of yelling and, and come to find out, you know, they they declared bankruptcy. So, you know, sometimes people, you know, they have a lot of pain and hurt and they don't want to accept, you know, he didn't want to say I'm taking out bankruptcy. So he just lashed out at me, you know, and, and I, I took it. I mean, you, you have to, always take the high road. You cannot talk. I could not tell anyone about that incident because that's just talking bad about him. I didn't, I, every now and then I'll tell my chair if there's an incident, because I feel like they need to be in. If someone's upset with us, they need to know that, but I'm really careful that I never say anything negative about an issue or anyone. So I'm going to give you this example. When I I was taken, Ponca came after me at Blackwell. They came, they wanted me to come and run. I grew up here. I was well known. They knew our success in Blackwell. They wanted, they'd been having trouble. They'd fired like three or four chamber CEOs. They wanted me. Well, at first I said, no, I'm not coming. Well, they hired a person. He didn't do well. Well, a year later, they came back. They said, you can raise your kids in Blackwell. When they graduate from high school, then you can do what you want. We don't care. So I took the job. I was really excited to come home to my hometown, which I love. Well, there was an individual that someone on the executive board had said, we're going to give it to you. Well, they gave it to me. Well, he was very distraught. So he was talking horrible about me, said that I might have embezzled in Blackwell. I ran that chamber in the ground. How could they hire me? I mean, some horrific stuff. Well, you know, people love to tell you. So, oh, yeah. oh, did you know he said blah, blah, blah. 
Well, so they had this reception for us about a month and a half after I had started with a receiving line back in the day. <laughs> and uh, anyways, we were standing there and here's my wife and here he comes with his wife. And I said, oh, honey, this is Mr. Blah, blah, and his wife. And he put his hand out and my wife wouldn't shake his hands. Um, she just looked at him and it was very awkward. And he knew that we knew he'd been talking bad. I did not like that. And I realized, Brandon, at that time, I would come home and tell my wife all this stuff. Well, my wife loves me. And how do I know my wife's not telling her girlfriend, you can't believe. And then here you go. Right. So what I do now, and I really encourage this, if I want to get something off my chest, I call Matt Pravarnik, who runs the Topeka, Kansas Chamber, my best friend in our industry. And I tell Matt, Matt could, doesn't know anyone in Ponca but me, could care less, but I can vent to Matt and I know no one's going to know. So I just would encourage you, if you got to get something off your chest or you feel insulted or someone's been mean to you and you want to share it, pick someone in Alabama, you know, uh, Montana, that you know in our industry and vent to them. Don't do it local. Yeah. It'll get you in big trouble. That is a great piece of advice. And, you know, taking it home to your spouse, like one, they don't need that burden, you know, that you share with them and, and to carry it and carry a secret sometimes, right? So just... Right. Yeah, take, export that uh, <laughs> that that unloading to somebody outside the area. I love that lesson. Um, so we've got two more here. Lesson number nine. So this is really critical to you being successful. And it's so weird because I have a buddy in our chamber world that said, hey, uh, your Italy trip was great. We're about to go on a trip. And I said, that's fantastic. He said, yeah, but I'll still get inundated with emails and I'll, I'll be getting texts. And I go, seriously, I, I said, no, I don't do any of that. I, when I am on vacation, I'm on vacation. When it's five o'clock, I'll be back the next day before eight and, and I don't do anything. The biggest issue in our chamber world is people feel like they're on the clock 24-7. You'll be burned out. You will get resentful. You'll get sick of it. And there's no need for it. No one else works that way. So why should we? We're professional people in a professional industry, and we're on the clock eight to five. And then when it's five o'clock, I'm watching my grandkids. I'm watching my kids. I'm doing whatever. I'm enjoying life. Yeah. And I don't get back until I come to work. And people know that. And when it's the weekend, it's my weekend. I don't ever look at email. I don't look at, I, I won't respond to text. And and after a while, like, I don't get those things because it's, that's how we People operate. Know. Yeah. Because I'm, they know I'll respond when I'm at work. And within a day, I mean, you text me and I'm at work, you're going to get a response. So work the eight to five, but disconnect and don't make it 24 seven. 
I promise you, if you live that way, you'll never be in the industry like me almost 30 years. You won't. You'll yeah. quit because you'll, you're just going to be worn out. So sure. that, I was told that early on by another chamber person, Dick Rush, who ran our state chamber. He said, make sure you don't work 24-7. That's just unacceptable. And, and you'll be successful. And I found that to be very true. Right. And I've even seen some chamber execs have a, an automated you know, autoresponder on their email. So after five o'clock, They'll say Tony Felker in Frisco is a good example of this. If you email him at 5.15, you're going to get an automatic reply that says it's after five o'clock. And by experience, I've learned that if I go, if I pay attention to this, I'm going to miss some details or whatever. So I'll respond to you tomorrow morning when I'm back in the office. Right. And, right. you know, it, it's a, a classy way of, I think, of addressing it and just saying, I got it and I'll get back to you, you know, when the time's appropriate. <laughs> and exactly. in an email, I think people are, are totally fine with that for sure. Right. So the final lesson number 10 that you have to share with us, what, what do you have? Don't be overwhelmed. Don't let the chamber consume you. Don't get stressed out. Uh, my predecessor here at the Ponca Chamber died of a massive heart attack because he was overwhelmed. Uh, we had another uh, person that ran our chamber when I was in high school. My dad was on the board and he literally had a nervous breakdown. He was so overwhelmed. And that is really sad to me. So when we, whenever you have an event or you have all of, all of this stuff, don't let it consume you. One of the things that I've learned that can help alleviate that is write down at the end of every day, I write down everything I need to accomplish the next day. And then as I go through the day, I literally mark it off as I've accomplished it. So here's today. Yeah. And I've already marked off stuff that I've already done. I literally, and that, Oh, my word, it, it has saved me all these years and I'm not overwhelmed. Another thing, if you have events, if you do a lot of events with each event, create a folder and literally write down everything you need to do. I have to before the event three months out, I do this, this, this. And then a month out, I do this two weeks out. And, and so you're not having to redo it every year. Oh, what do we do for the auction? Oh, my gosh. It's all in a booklet. And you, it's your to-do list. So if you take anything away that I've said today, to me, the most important is the last thing I'm sharing is don't be overwhelmed. Write down what you need to do. And as you do it, mark it off. At the end of the day, when I see everything marked off, I know it was a success. Now, having said that, every now and then there's something I didn't, I literally did not get to. Okay, I'll add it to On tomorrow. tomorrow's list and I'll, it'll be the top priority. So don't be overwhelmed. We have a fun job. I love being a chamber CEO and I'm gonna really miss it when I retire. I love making a difference. I love seeing something think, wow, we could add that to that park or wow, we could do this star downtown and I can do it. 
Yeah. I can start that ball. I love that. So, or helping recruit a doctor, an industry, or whatever we need, a pastor, and showing them our community and and be and getting them here. That's so rewarding. Yeah. So enjoy what we do and have fun with it. I love that. Usually I ask for a tip or action item at the end. And I think that is perfect. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. yeah. So Rich, as we look to the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? We have to be relevant. So we have to be willing to change. We have to be willing. So, you know, my focus here at our chamber in my 20 years here has really changed multiple times. Uh, when the merger happened, then we were focused on keeping our people, growing our people. Uh, now we're focused on housing, which is a real need in Ponca City. So it's really, it's being relevant and always willing to readapt. So every year, we have a retreat and with our new board, our incoming board and, and with our existing board. And we talk about what is going to be our focus in the next year. And we do that in November and that dictates what our business plan is going to be, what your return on your investment to the chamber is going to be. Because you have to show your members their return on their investment. And so that's always exciting and it's always driven by what's happening. So for example, 2022, we came out of COVID and we, during COVID, we were all about making sure our businesses survived and really promoting uh, what they were doing to, to survive. And we were recognized by our state chamber as a leader in that area in what we did, some innovative ideas. But now, when we came out of COVID for 2022, our world has become very angry and uh, mean, and people don't mind yelling or cussing someone out in a store or business, or it's just crazy. So we're doing a kindness campaign, and it's been incredible. So we have 12 months this year, and we took a month, and like this month, it's on our senior citizens. So how do you show kindness to senior citizens? And then we come up with action items. And that's been really awesome. And I've really enjoyed doing that. So being relevant, looking at what your community is faced with and how are you going to take care of it? I like that. I like that a lot. Be be relevant and be willing to change. That is so the, you asked about the future chambers. Right. That's how we're going to succeed. Absolutely. If we're not a player, if we're not a leader, if we're not relevant, if we're not showing a return on our investment, we on their investment, we're not going to be relevant. We're not going to be able to sustain chambers of commerce. So keep that in mind. You're absolutely right. So, Rich, as we wrap up here, I wanted to give you an opportunity to put out any contact information for listeners who might want to reach out and learn more about some of these lessons that you shared with us or in general, just how you guys are doing things there in Ponca City. What would be the best way or ways for people to reach out and connect with you? So the best way would be through email and it's rich, R-I-C-H, at Ponca City Chamber, P-O-N-C-A-C-I-T-Y chamber.com. I love to text. So if you want to text me, it's 
888-888-6665. And I'd love to hear from anyone and send our business plan, send uh, anything that we do that would help you. We would love to do our, we have, we do tourism for the city of Punk City, have a great relationship. So if they're interested in doing partnering with their city, I could share how we do that. Anything they need, I'd love to share. So thank you so much. Brandon. Love it. Thank you. This has been great. And I, you know, like I said at the beginning, I hope some of these lessons will help a, a newer chamber exec be able to shortcut, you know, some of their learning curve and, and maybe take away some of those growing pains that happen when you're new in the industry. But Rich, I appreciate you joining us today and, and sharing these lessons with us. I think this is terrific. Thank you, Brandon, for all you do. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.